You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. You know what? Shanice bullies me in the start of this episode out. I just don't understand why. It, it just goes. Like, you flow with it so well. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, oh, try wait. it out. Um, welcome to episode 37 <laughs> of Goddess Culture Podcast. Yes, episode 37. I didn't even realize. Yeah. We seem so old. Yeah. But so young at the same time. All right, so. All right, let's jump into this news. First things first, Azalea Banks. Oh my gosh, Azalea Azalea Banks. the hater Banks. First of all, I didn't know somebody could be that, like, that level of, like, just disrespect. Like, at this point, I'm just like, someone should check on her well-being, like, especially since it's Mental yeah. Health Awareness Month. I really do think I mean, she needs help. you know what it is? Azalea Banks is a self-hating individual. So when she sees somebody loving themselves to like the umpteenth degree, she gets defensive. She gets scared. Like it, it, it triggers something in her. Right. It's weird. It's very weird. And it's sad because no, like no shade, but like not even to like switch the subject too much because I'm going to go on a tangent. But I feel like sometimes, you know. For me, it's like when I see like another black woman doing good or smiling or anything like that makes me so excited and so happy. And even like when I walk into a store and I see a black girl, I'm like, oh, she looks so good. And I smile at her and I kind of if they give me like the cold shoulder back or like it's like a a stank look, a a messed up vibe. Like, why do we still have that? Like, you know, like we should be at a point where black girl magic. Is like at like the highest it's ever been. And this been. is coming from the same person who was basically saying, "Sorry to cut you off." When she was no. talking about Beyonce, and she was like during that same interview with the Breakfast Club, and she was like, "We just came off the high of like Beyonce and like women's empowerment." And I'm like, "Yeah," and you're the one snuffing it. Yeah, like you're trying to say that Cardi B's personality is the one that's making it effed up. And granted, I have my own qualms about Cardi B's personality, but not even personality. But we'll, we'll get to that later. But you the one who come in raining down on this girl's parade. Everything right. she's she had, she earned, and she never wanted none of it, really. People gave it to her because she connected with the people, you know? Right. It seems like she's just super jealous. She's a hater. Yeah. Let's do better. All of us, honestly. Got to. Yeah. And Azalea Banks don't love herself. She bleaches her skin. I believe yeah. that about anyone who bleaches their skin. You can't love yourself. Yeah, there's that. You know, I don't understand that at all, but to each its own. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, all all of you mother goddesses. Yeah. Make Aunts, sure you... Um, who taking care of babies from a young age, too. Those count. Right. Right. The aunties, the godmommies. The like grandmothers. All, all that. The sisters. You know, my sisters should have told me Happy Mother's Day today because <laughs> I feel like I birthed them. That's a whole nother thing. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, basically. So, um, have you guys watched the Red Table Talk with um, Jada Pinkett Smith? Love it. Amazing. Yes. Like, I just love, like, the way she's so honest and, like, open and, like, she, like, makes sense. Everything she says makes sense. Like, she seems like she just had so many years of like experience on life that she's like it. I said like a lot of times there. She edit that out. 
she is like living authentically. And I think that's something we talk about a lot with God's culture, which is why I love what she's doing there. Being herself and not being afraid to speak her truth. Right. And there was a clip of um, Willow and her and her mom, and they were sitting down, and Willow basically tells her mom that she was cutting herself. And Jada was like, you know, really compassionate about it, like really like, you know, when did this happen? Like really caring. She wasn't like bashing her or like blaming her or like anything. So like just the way that she went about that situation, I can only imagine, you know, how she is as a mother. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. And then um, she had Will's first wife. First, I don't know if it's his wife or baby mom. Yeah, they were married. But yeah, he, she had her also on there, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. I love to see like a good co-parenting situation because at the end of the day, it's all about the child. Yeah, so, and there you can really like see the evolution of their relationship. Right, it wasn't always as great as it is now, but it made it work for the sake of the kids. Absolutely, and it's inspiring. You know, it makes you want to like work it out with whoever you're with or, you know, fix it for your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, real quick. Oh, yeah, um, Last, honorable mention, I just want to throw in there, congratulations to Gabrielle Hickman. She's the author of the um, book, Sunny. Um, you can find her on Instagram. I think it's at Gab Gotti. Um, she's also the co-creator of The Rain XY. It's a blog slash social platform for cool stuff that black women do um and yeah it's awesome anytime a black woman does her thing especially when it comes down to like writing a book because that's you being very vulnerable with what you're sharing with the world and i just want to commend her because i did definitely pre-order and buy the book so you should do the same yes definitely that book looks super interesting definitely um, also, we wanted to mention a new web series that is filmed from New Jersey. It's called Decisions. Uh, the director and the creator of it is his name is Ron, and his Instagram name is Where's Diggity. So the I actually have been watching it. I'm on the episode two. I think it's on the second episode. It premiered like probably like two or three weeks ago, and it's super dope. It's really interesting too because it's like. It reminds me kind of like power, like drug dealers and money and <laughs> the fun stuff, the fun stuff, like the interesting stuff. Like it's really interesting. It's at the edge of your seat. And it's like, I think like 15 minutes long, like the episode, but it's like really entertaining. Like you're the I 15 like minutes. Series. Yeah. You're yeah. paying attention the yeah. entire time. So um, they have a bunch of great actors and actresses. Uh, shout out to Jalen. He's in the show. And it's... <laughs> It's a good one, you know? It's definitely a good one. So you guys definitely check it out. I saw it on YouTube. But we'll put the at name in the bio as always. So yeah. The affirmation? Um, the affirmation this week. You don't want to do it? No. I've been talking a lot. All right. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to pass off the description name. Okay. Ch- I can say it. Yeah. Um, my circumstances do not define my destiny. So... The place I am right now, at 18, I didn't think I was going to be here. And I also don't even think that I'm where I need to be yet. So just constantly reminding myself that although what is around me may not be the greatest at the moment, and I may not be doing everything that I thought I would be doing at 23, 
Um, my future is, you know, yet to be told and nothing right now can really deter that. Not nothing in my circumstances right now. I should I shouldn't allow it to deter that. So yeah. I heard that. <laughs> I and definitely heard that. Mm. <laughs> the unboss this week is my friend. She and her sister created a blog. It's called Lena Molly, L-E-E-N-A-H, Molly, M-O-L-L-Y. And you can follow them on Instagram. So just a little bit about the IG page. Um, she said they created the, the platform. Their goal is to share their knowledge with everyone. We, they welcome new beauty ideas, beauty questions, and even lifestyle questions. Um, they are Christian and they believe in Jesus and are working and are enjoying learning more about their spirituality. Um, they want other black women and young people to join along in their journey. And I can really attest to that. Um, I believe their their grandpa owns a church in Newark, so they're definitely women of Christ. And just like though, she was actually my roommate in college, my sophomore year. And she's pro- probably the reason I kind of made that turnaround point because my sophomore into junior year is where I kind of like changed my life. Basically, I talk about it all the time. But um, yeah, she was definitely in really like supportive, really like everything. Kim was like, Kim is like the greatest. And she actually just made a big move to California and she's working on her blog. And her and her sister are just like an awesome duo. So if you don't follow them, you need to. Um, yeah, and you'll definitely enjoy her content. Like, it's super cute on her page. So, yeah. Yeah. We literally, like, I feel like all of our stuff is, like, it's our podcast at moments and a lot of our page is really, like, a platform for black girls who are doing their thing. So, yeah. if you know a black girl, not just black girl, but if you know a woman who um, is doing her thing, is prospering in whatever field she's in, has a blog, has a vlog, has a podcast, is, like, spreading positivity and you think that they need um to be shared with a a broader audience please let us know because we would love to share them on our podcast absolutely nothing's better than putting the light on amazing overly exceptional black women i love it yeah um yeah so god is talk today we're talking about privileges so to know what a privilege is no, to know if you're privileged, you just have to ask yourself. And if you have to ask yourself, then you're privileged. <laughs> Basically, if you don't know what it is to be privileged, then you're privileged. Like, Google it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Google a quiz. I'm sure there is one that says, like, do I have a privilege? I actually have a some questions that you could know if you're privileged. Oh, wow. You came prepared. I sure did. Okay. The first question. Am I white? Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. I have never been discriminated against because of my color. Does that apply to you? Uh. I have never been the only person of my race in a room. Uh. Does that apply to you? I have never been mocked for my accent. Mm. Because, you know, we just decided that, you know, English was just... The language is not. Okay. I have never been told I am unattractive because of my race. Mm. Pretty for a black girl. 
Mm. Wow. And the last one, I have never been a victim of violence because of my race. Mm. So if any of those apply to you, you, my friend, are privileged. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, we'll, start, we'll talk about many privileges today, but let's, let's start with this one that just seems to be the overarching, uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? The overarching, like the, the, the something in the room. What's that called? The, the elephant in a, the room. It's not an elephant because it's not, it's not, people aren't talking, people are talking about it. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's like the theme of America right now. You're white and you oh, feel uncomfortable. You call the cops, right? So when you're, let's talk about this white privilege thing. And I'm just going to talk about it from the point of Starbucks, mm. Yale, mm. Um, what else? Bob Marley's granddaughter. What's the mm. other ones I'll text you about today? A whole bunch. But- A whole bunch. I mean, if you listen to the news, if you listen to Breakfast Club, in, you know, Shade Room, you'll find out. But um, let's talk about how certain folks of a lighter skin tone, melanin deficient, can walk into a space that they do not own or, you know, be in a place where they feel like they're so important that they get to call the cops when they feel uncomfortable. Mm. So two black men could be sitting at a Starbucks waiting to conduct a business meeting, yet they're looked at as criminals because they're in a space and they call it loitering. Anytime I go, half the time I walk into a Starbucks, I don't even get a drink. I sit down, I read the book. I write the stuff. I do the work. I don't buy it from Starbucks every time I go in there. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. a place where you have to patronize it all the time. It's a freaking coffee shop. And you know what? The price of Starbucks drinks, for every drink I buy, I should be allowed in there at least three to four times. <laughs> just to, to wait out the money. You the Like, I'm paying rent at this point. Right. Let's also talk about the lady who sees the man barbecuing oh, yeah. in L.A., and in, a, in a public ass park. In a public park where okay. you're allowed to barbecue with a charcoal grill. And she feels the need to call the cops. Now, I do want to commend the other white lady who walked up and was like, eh, something don't look right. And she came to his defense because right. had, him be, had he been by himself. Who knows? And the cops rolled up and she was crying. That man probably would have been tackled, beaten up, taken to jail. It's L.A. We don't know. But, um, yeah, so she sees this man barbecuing and she feels... She's the police of the goddamn neighborhood. She got to go call the cops and, and just, you know, end this right now. Mm. Mind you, I guarantee it was a black neighborhood that's being gentrified. I don't, I can't, you know, I don't know the, the 100% details, but I guarantee it was a black neighborhood that's being gentrified. And this lady decided that's not what she wants in her new gentrified neighborhood. Mm. Terrible. We think about Labor Day Parade. People mm. moving into the apartments above where the streets where the Labor Day Parade is calling the cops, making complaints about it being too loud. A parade because that's been there for years. Before you got there, because you've only been there for nine months. Because you are white and black spaces and things make you feel uncomfortable, do not mean you get to call the cops. Because if I call the cops on every time a white person made me or my family or my friends feel uncomfortable. Right. Wow, they would just stop answering the phone for my phone number. They would stop picking up the phone. And not even to talk down, because we obviously aren't racist, and we, you know, no, we're like talking white to a people and have multiple group. white friends. Yeah. But th- I say this all to say, like, just as a white person gets nervous when they see a black person, 
I get nervous when I see a white person. I get nervous when random white men ask me to take a picture with them. Sir, I'm not a celebrity. Okay. <laughs> I've definitely been there for time for that. I'm not a celebrity. I do not want to take my a picture with you. I don't know if you're taking this home to show your wife that you done went and caught you. No. <laughs> no. I don't know if you're going to be looking for me later. Like, that's weird. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What gives you the right to think that just because I'm black, I'm supposed to want to take a picture with you? <laughs> like, I'm upset. <laughs> like, I'm honestly upset. Like, and that's probably why Cardi B had to go off on those people <laughs> about taking a picture. Like, not, leave her alone. I could not be famous. Yeah. Like, I just need to be rich <laughs> because mm, I can't. But yeah, just to also add on to that. So privilege is like a special right. Like people who don't, who are ignorant to their privilege frustrate me. Okay. Those are like the last people I want to talk to on the list of people mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to for the day. They're last. Mm-hmm. I went to high school. My high school was predominantly white. And I don't know if I told this story already about the hair grease. Mm-mm. So I was in class and I was like, you know, when you grease your hair and it like drips down on the side, like in the <laughs> next day, like after your mom had told you just grease your hair, you put on your hair wrap and then you... um. I go to school the next day and like the grease is kind of like spewing out a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's real shiny. Like my braids had just gotten done. Uh-huh. So, you know, the skin. You was in between getting get yeah. yeah, grease in them. Yeah. yeah. So I was looking like, mm. mm-hmm. so I sit down and the girl behind me, she, she goes, she goes, what's that dripping from your head? This, oh and this is a Caucasian girl. Mind you, she lives three houses away from me in real life. Uh-huh. So this should just tell y'all how much I wanted to go over there and pull up on her and beat her the fuck up. But anyways, so she goes, there's something dripping from your head. So I feel it. I'm like, oh, it's just the grease. So she's like, grease? Why do you put grease in your hair? And I'm like, well, like, you know, my hair is natural. So we, I need the oils and the, the, um, the texture of it to, to make it soft. And she's like, car grease? You put car oil in your hair? Oh, God. And screams it to the entire, this like, class. This is, this is middle school, oh, middle eighth school. grade. Well, old enough to know better. Old and old the fuck enough to know the fuck better. <laughs> Secondly, then I, like, turned to this other girl who was a woman of color, but she wasn't African-American. She was Spanish. But they're still women of color. So, right. But sometimes, you know... When you live in a town for a certain amount of time, you start to be colorblind. But nonetheless, she was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, don't you know what, you know, Greece is? You know, you're from New York because she had said she was from New York. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're from New York. She was like, no, I don't know what that is. Pause. She knew what that was. But she, she actually, didn't want to be a part of the same group did. that you were a part she, of. And she, and she saw I was like, on a team by myself. And she wanted to identify with the girl that thought this shit looked crazy. Exactly. And, she and everybody hanging. thought it was funny. This is this the story gets it gets thicker because that girl is actually like my closest friend now. Oh shut up. Yes. <laughs> yes, that girl is like the one not the one who said it about the grease in my hair, but yeah, the one the one who said she ain't know. Yeah, and partly the reason was because she was in that neighborhood from her, for her entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm coming from Brooklyn, like the way I was pressed in Brooklyn. Coming to that school, everybody was chump changed for me. Like, yeah. I was fighting every day in Brooklyn. I'm coming here and people's biggest joke is that grease is falling from my head. Like, <laughs> right. that shit don't faze me. Like, right. I will really slap the shit out of you. 
But once I realized that that's what they do with their mouth and stuff, I feel like she saw that. <laughs> that's what they do with their mouth. Like they all talk, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I figured that out and I feel like she noticed that, like mm-hmm. she realized she was a minority again. Like it yeah. was just me and her, like the two minorities in the school. And yeah. we kind of just like, I feel like she like finally had somebody to like be like, all right, wow. I'm brown. You're brown. Let's be brown together. Mm -hmm. But this just all goes back to say that because she didn't know what Greece was, she made it her point to make me feel embarrassed and me feel less than. Mm -hmm. Now, had I not been the strong woman that I am and, you know, I'm not, y'all know, like that talking shit is like for the birds, I would have, you know, I could have went and, you know, cut myself. I could have been crying. That could have affected my grades. That could have affected anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like that type of privilege and that type of ignorance is like the worst because yeah. you're literally walking around like you're some big bully and you're you're because not. Because my thing is, you're clearly able to see that not everybody's hair looks the same, right? Right, and you so know why would that. You think, so even 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 the most ignorant of of folks, and I don't say ignorant in a rude or derogatory way. I'm saying it in a meaning that you don't know because that's what ignorance is. It's a lack of knowledge, right? Right. Even the most ignorant would know. Right. You're not doing your hair, doing the same things to your hair that, that you know, that you would yeah. be doing. To, you know what I'm saying? You see my hair is braided. Like, right. You know that. Like, and, and, and the second thing is, why, if it's something you're curious about, right, and you don't know someone else's insecurity or you don't know what their journey is with, you know, with what you're about to ask them, why would you feel right. a classroom full of folks? be the way to address that and even if you wanted to address it in front of people why say it like that right because there's a certain way what a lot of people who aren't black don't realize is and this is not just for white folks but the way you say things your tone and and how you say it really can alter the way i handle you moving forward because you say wow what's that stuff dripping out your bitch yeah that you could have been like hey shanice you got one right you know what i'm saying or, you know, pull me to the side, exactly. like, if he was really concerned. But now, what is that? Now, yeah. bitch, now the next time I see you got some embarrassing shit, now I'm going to feel the need to say something. Right. Granted, you're not that type of person, but right. it, it triggers that type of emotion to you. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Not that I care that much, but if it wasn't me, if it was the next black girl who, yeah. who was insecure about this type like, of shit. Like, if it was my little sister, like, yeah. somebody said that, I could see her, like, you know, crying, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. But, like... People is weird. Yeah. People are so weird. And that also ties into bullying and stuff because when you have ignorant ignorant, um, like ignorant privileged people and they raise ignorant privileged kids, what y'all think what y'all think is gonna happen? Like they don't care. Nothing nothing good comes from it. They don't care. That's why and when the kids you, are worse. And when you're in a position to use your um, white privilege to help somebody do it. Because we can't be the only people combating and or talking about this to try to spread knowledge. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because I have, like, white friends. Like, my coworkers, mm-hmm. majority of them are white. And, like, yeah. we get along so well. So I think it's... It's not everybody. It's really not everybody. And I feel like the few that do fall in this category, they're comfortable there. And they choose to be there. Yeah. I mean, think about the girl who... Kept saying the N-word because of the Chris Brown song with Lil Dicky. You know what I'm saying? Like, she tried to use that as an excuse to, like, right. make it okay. But if she, if you have to ask... the, Here's the thing. Here's the rule. If you have to ask the question, it's wrong. Right. You know? If, if you stop her saying and think, mm, should I say this out loud to her? You shouldn't. If you have to say, can I say this word? 
You shouldn't because if you knew it was fine to do, you just do it. You know? Right. I agree. I right. feel like if if we are if we as a community, as a society are just a little bit more conscious about the things that we say and how how we say things and how they affect other people. How we make people feel, yeah. We, I mean, I don't think privilege will ever really go away, but I think it could minimize. Mm-hmm. It like, could be used for good. It could be used for good. It definitely can. Um, do you think, like, I don't know if this is off subject, but, like, do you think there's, like, a status quo within, like, black people? Like, there's a privileged black person? Crazy that you say that. A little bit ago, I finished... I feel like I may have talked about this book before. I don't remember. I finished this book called... Shit, what's it called? It's by this author named Margot Jeffries. Give me one second, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you the name of this book, because I want you guys to look it up if you can. Her name is actually Margot Jefferson, but it's this book called Negro Land. It's, it's so good. Um, and basically, it's about... Um, different classes within the black community, right? Mm -hmm. So you have your people who are closest to the white folks. So they probably had like good education, more money. Um, When segregation ended, they were the first to jump at the opportunity to like move into the white neighborhoods. Um, Right. They're the ones who like aligned themselves with organizations like Jack and Jill. And you, you could, in the book, she kind of justifies sororities and fraternities as being like that, like the upper echelon of black folks. Mm-hmm. And then you have like people, of course, money always falls into this, um, who don't have a lot of money to afford higher edu- either higher education or better education because, you know, the poorer you are, the worse off the education is, the, uh, yes. you know, the schools are worse, teachers are worse, you don't have the right supplies. Um, but yeah, I do think that there is a difference between, or there's a there's a privileged caste system within the black community. Absolutely. I mean, I went to a predominantly white school, but the black folks, like I was like, I was one of the few that was like an oddity. Like I didn't grow up rich at all, by no stretch of the imagination. And the fact that I went to the school that I went to was purely off of my, like the strength of my academics because the scholarship that I got was for academics. Um, but the people who, the other black girls that I know that went there, most of them, not all, but most had been there since they were in preschool or kindergarten. And, and how much is it a year? I think for fifth grade, my first year was like 12000 By the time I graduated, tuition was maybe 18000 a year. Wow. So imagine people were paying public college education, you know, for tuition for for. Preschool, middle school, elementary school, middle school, high school. And it's the tuition increases every year. So fifth grade for me, I think it started at 12000 So mm. God knows what people were paying before I came along, you know. Right. But to my point, these were the people who were in Jack and Jill. If, if you guys know what Jack and Jill is, it's like a social group for black families who are like yeah. well-to-do. Um, they could afford to have lake houses at Lake Erie. Or they can afford to like have a vacation home somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? That's not that wasn't my world before I came to that public school. I mean that private school. Right. I was not a part of that world at all. I mean, I'm I'm talking. There weren't any corner stores. <laughs> like I'm talking, I could walk to the corner store by myself with my with my cousins, and the summertime we was watching ourselves type of. We didn't go to summer camp. 
Right. And if we did, it was like the church summer camp down the road. BBS. Vacation Bible school. Girl, down the street. And my grandpa was still picking us up. Because it was over at 3 o'clock, walking home, playing with the people outside the front of my house, sipping on the water hose in the summertime. Like, that was my childhood growing up. I feel like that is a very... Like, I think, for me, like, the most... I don't even know how to say this. The, The thing that kind of shaped my life is you know I went to school in Brooklyn for most of my life and the education system there is just below average so when I moved to New Jersey and I started to go to school here like I was behind and not like behind like a a little bit behind like significantly behind like I almost didn't think I was gonna go to college because I was like and then that had me thinking about myself like am I slow like did no. I did I did I miss something? Like how is everyone on like a tenth grade reading level and in Brooklyn we're on like ninth grade or eighth grade reading level? And I feel like, you know, after going through college, like until then was when I felt like I was caught up edu- like like educational. Like you were on the same playing field. Yeah. Listen, I had that same feeling in fifth grade. When you transferred to the school? Literally, like like my entire education before I got there, I was in like the split class. So like, let's say I was in the third grade, I was in like third, fourth grade, yeah. or like I would leave the classroom for half the day to do, event whatever advanced schoolwork was at the time, you know. Right. And I got to this school thing. I was just about to be competing with everybody yep. else. And little, I'm like, bitch, how y'all, how y'all do times tables over here? Because that's not how I learned times. Right. Ta- you know what I'm saying? It was like little stuff like that where I really had to learn. And like you had a, you you went to Spanish like all throughout school, not just, like, middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. I opted to stop Spanish and to, like, go to a tutor for a period because there were ways that these girls learned how to learn Yeah, that, that I, I had no idea about. Girl? I literally was like, this is hard. And, like, it got to a point where I was like, I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Exactly. Like, yeah. I was, like, on a roll in Brooklyn. Yeah. A-plus student, yeah. smartest in the class, mm-hmm. like, you know, like... And that was a time when literally in Brooklyn, we had one textbook and we were sharing it like five people. Like there was no like system to learning like how it is now. And I would hope that it is more advanced at Winthrop um, in Brooklyn. But yeah, we didn't have any system of learning. It was complete chaos. Like every classroom, someone's fighting. The teacher's a referee. And I'm, I do my work. First one done, probably the only one that participate in the test and stuff like that. So when I came to New Jersey, I was like, no, 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 no. I got this. Like, I'm about to be star student and I wasn't and I feel like. And that, that knocks you down a peg, right? That does. And then also for like, like black girls who, you know, were raised as privileged, pri- more, well, you know, because you're still black. So you don't have a lot of privileges, but, you know, privilege in the black community. Mm-hmm. Those type of girls, they look down on you, the the me's in yeah. the world. Like, yeah, I I thought I would be welcomed, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. Yeah, it's so strange. It is, and let me tell you, like, there's this one girl who was definitely on the privileged side of things. She and I were never great friends, but I think where she and I were able to like get along a little better is because she had people from like where I'm from, not exactly where I'm from, but like. Who knew some of the, like some of my family members, like family friends or whatever, and she was like, uh, in the world but not of that world. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say like I was. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't like raised in a trap house or anything like that. Like it wasn't like crazy like that. It just 
it wasn't being able to afford $12,000 a year for school. You know what right. I'm saying? And, um, but I did notice, like, there was one girl who, they were like, I think when I came in, there were two black girls in my class. There were two black girls who were already in my class. And then there were two, and then me and this other girl, me and three other girls, two other girls were coming into that class. Mm. And I remember trying to be friends with this one girl who had been there. Because my thought process is, okay, she... When I came to visit in the fourth grade, they put me with her, obviously, because she was black. Um, but I'm like, okay, this girl kind of knows who I am already. Like, I've spent a whole entire day with her. And she's black. Like, let me try to make a black friend in this very white space. And it's like I couldn't identify with the type of stuff that she was talking about. So, like, instead of her trying to help me, like, she, she distanced herself. She yeah. Let me it. tell you, like, the first time, like, she said something about, um, damn it, what was it? It was a, fuck, I don't remember what it is. Like, let's say it was like a yacht or something like that. It wasn't that. But she said something like, oh, like my family has a yacht. And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally know what a yacht In my head, I'm like, oh, I know what a yacht is. I'm like acting like I know what the fuck a yacht is. It wasn't a yacht, y'all. I know what a yacht is. But like, <laughs> it was something else. I can't remember what it was. But instead of just asking, I, I tried to like. Pretend like Pretend you know. like I knew because I'm like, damn, all these bitches know all this stuff I have no idea about. Oh, right, culture shock. Yeah, and and the girl kind of, like, knew I didn't know. So she was, like, pressing, like, not pressing me, but, like, trying to talk more about it to, like, get me to talk. And I'm like, damn, bitch, like... You know you I can, don't you know. You can tell I don't Enlighten keep. me. Yeah, like, next subject or something, and wait until we're not around all these white people before you try to embarrass me. That's fucked up. Right. And I just couldn't... Like, I would never do that to another black girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would never, try, like, put her in a space. Like, I already know she's not... Comfortable in... And make her more And she grew up with these girls from, like, preschool. So, like, of from course. preschool to fourth grade, fifth grade. She's like, oh, like, you know, that's her group. But she never tried to, like, make me feel comfortable yeah. knowing I'm not from there. That's that's the exact issue I had, too. And I'm, like, I'm literally in fifth grade and my head, like, damn, bitch, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> so you're not even going to be cool? And, like, those are the ones who turned out to be the craziest kids. I, no, I kid you dead not. Ass, this girl. Dead ass. She crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't want to misuse the word crazy, but she, has to, she had issues. She had issues. Yeah. I feel like the girl in my school who was like that, she was popular. Like, you know, she played on the basketball team. She was completely the star of the school. And granted, we did become friends over time, but like two different levels. Yeah. She was, she was more, she wanted to be like the jester for the white people. She wanted to make them laugh and do, do all the making, dances. Making noises and, and dancing at all. Was yeah, a good thing. like letting them clap for her and stuff. Like, I was never like that, you know? Like, I'm not entertaining. I'm not entertainment for you. You will need to watch the TV or something because I'm not <laughs> ha-ha, kiki, and dancing for you. And I feel like all of that, like, mentally fucked her up because yeah. imagine going from pre-K to 12th grade in a space you don't fit in. You know, mm -hmm. you're in an all white community as a, a, a black girl. So now you're working overtime because you're going through the regular life of being a teenager and all those up and down problems. But then on top of that, you can't identify with anyone in your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, me as a black girl, I come into the school and like I'm like this, 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 like the complete opposite of you. Right. Like I'm from the hood. Like I have a slang. <laughs> You know, like, um, my parents are really about that life because my mom definitely rolled up to that school and cursed <laughs> out the principal. Like, you know, different qualities. Yeah. And I feel like her, her like, stance on that was to, like, make fun of me. Yeah. Like, like her jokes were, like... She didn't put in the basket with you. She right. didn't want to be a part of that world. Because she had found her space, what she thought was her space, 
right. in a pocket of that space in that very white surrounding. And she couldn't be authentic. So I feel like because I was so authentic, yeah. she was just mad. And you know, that's the, the crazy thing about that is, which I'm so grateful that my mom gave me the experience of going to this private school because what, what my mom wanted to teach me, the lesson in going to the school where I at first did not want to go was the world doesn't look like what my elementary school looked like. Right. The world didn't look like a whole bunch of black folks with... A couple of white teachers and TA sprinkled through. The world looks like them, and you have to learn how to survive in a place that looks like them. And in that process, with my mom, how she kept me grounded, you can't lose yourself. Because, right. you know, fifth grade was the last time I was surrounded by a whole bunch of people who looked like me. Right. I went to the school, and I'm, I'm grateful for that because then I get to college. And again, I didn't go to an HBCU, and I was still sprinklings of black folks. And then you graduate college, even if you did go to an HBCU, and see the world does not look like you, and you have to learn how to operate and still be comfortable in yourself. We start out in like a pool of black people. Yeah. You know, you're raised with your family, so you're constantly around. You know, if you're raised in a black home, and then as you grow, you go you go to school. Like for me, I went to the the um in school in Brooklyn, so my my community was still what my household looked like. Uh-huh. I had probably seen three white people mm-hmm. in my life. And that was like, I was like 11, 12. Like three white people that I could say I know their name. So then when you come into another space now and you're surrounded by the complete opposite. And now you're, you have to learn how to move in that space. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that a black girl could do. And there's certain things that a white girl could do. There's certain things that a white man could do. And there's certain things that a black man cannot do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just only based off of your skin color. It has nothing to do with who you are. And then to your mom's point, you, you go into your job and you're the only black person. <laughs> right. So you like dwindle and dwindle and dwindle until you get to this point where you're like, anytime I see a black person, I don't care. We're going to be I'm friends. Her with me. Exactly. Hello, let me talk to you. Exactly. That's how Latoya and I. That's was- yeah, that's yeah, how y'all became um, friends? Yeah, I mean, there was LaToya and there was like, oh, I'm saying like on my immediate floor, mm-hmm. LaToya and two other black girls. Right. And me. Friends. At my last job. And one of the black girls, I mean, we were not, we were not cool, but we were right. cool like that. But LaToya saw me and swooped me up. Right. Her and this other, this other lady who I feel and bad as, I talk to her anymore. As they should. I yeah. feel like, especially when you see older black women in the environment, yeah. like I have two accounts. One, I worked at a, a savings bank. It's a really small bank in New Jersey. And this black lady, she didn't even work in my department. Mm-hmm. Okay. She would come talk to me, make sure I'm okay. When I was leaving, like the internship ended, she, she gave me a journal and a bag and like really good affirmations to live by and just like really great stuff. Mm-hmm. So that memory, and even though that job was completely a white environment, like to the point where I was working in a marketing department, they didn't even want to join Facebook. And this I'm talking about, I did this in 2014. Mm -hmm. They did not want to join Facebook. Like, I was so confused. I'm like, I cannot work here if you don't want to join Facebook. Like, I (laughs) do social media. Yeah. Yeah. So then that didn't work out. But then in my job now, there's an older black lady who works with me as well. And like... A thing we'll do is, like, if we have a disagreement, we're not arguing in front of everybody. No, 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 Okay? No. We're not going to belittle each other mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Yeah. We're not going to entertain those 
hey, black girl jokes in front of everybody because that's when other people start to feel comfortable to do it too. And they feed into the stereotype. Yes. I, my, uh, my boss now, um, 100% the same way. The same exact way. Yeah. Like, that's how we have to move in that community, in that space. Mm-hmm. Like We have to look out for each other. We, we can't let it be a competition mm-hmm. because who's going to lose? Excuse me. The Everyone. thing is, the thing is, it's not a competition to anybody but the person who thinks it's a competition. <laughs> you know, right? You're competing with yourself in that. You really in that are, regard. I especially mean, if no one else thinks they're competing with you. Exactly. It's, it's when nobody else thinks they're competing with you, <laughs> and you, think and it's you're two competing. black girls in a place, and it's a hundred white folks or others in a place. No one's worried about competing with you. Right. So why are you worried about competing with me? No that idea. That makes no sense. No idea. It makes no sense. We spend so much. We here's the thing. We spend too much energy. On the possibility of being the loser. <laughs> that we don't spend enough energy in just winning and bringing people with us. Right. It takes... Listen, it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. No, honestly. It takes more effort to be hard on someone else than it does to bring them along your journey. You know Hello. what I'm saying? Like, And that's even a fact to the podcast. Like, on our podcast, we don't have to talk about other blogs and lifestyle um, people who are similar to and us and when we podcasts. do we big them up yeah but when we do talk about them it's only positive yeah I don't care if we have they have more views or we have less views like I'll never openly like in this environment talk shit about another black girl un yeah. like if she doesn't deserve it <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't deserve it I'm, I'm we're talking about Azalea Banks before. <laughs> yeah. And she deserved everything we said. She actually yeah. still needs she to talk to somebody. She spews negative energy to the world. Yeah. And I, we just want to tell y'all, don't be like her. That's right. really the moral of the story. Don't, don't be an Azalea Banks. Right. And talking down to people and everyone who bashes people in their comments on social media and just like the negative talk black girls do against black girls. Because when you click on these, these pages, it's black girls. Like... Majority of the time, the one with the the worst comment is somebody who doesn't even have a, a Avi in their picture. Yeah. Like, you made a whole fake page to talk down about somebody? Not Stop. cool. Stop. Not cool. Seek help. Yeah. Are we, like, rambling? No, I think this is very good stuff. It's um, very good stuff. Do you have any? One thing I do want to touch on, and I, I don't know how long we're going to go into this, is... I keep seeing this thing, like, I keep, a reoccurring theme that I'm hearing in regard to privilege is pretty privilege, where, and I'm not saying, like... Okay, it's real. It is real. It's so real. It's and real. It's, it's sad to say it, but it's real. It's real. It's, it's so real, and it's sad that it's real. And I use it sometimes. And I have to say I do, too, which is why... I feel, I feel a little weird talking about this. I know, cause because I'm, I I'm hate, guilty of I it. I hate being the one in the wrong. Yeah. But I'm not even going to lie. When I'm looking for Instagram accounts to follow and to link up with via goddess culture. Damn. I definitely go into your pictures. I mean, granted, they're usually other organizations or blogs or whatever, but it's like... I'm looking for the stuff that pops. And if it don't, I bounce. Like, yeah. Yeah. And also, since we're, you know, admitting our flaws on a non-judgmental <laughs> platform, <laughs> I definitely know how to dress when I go certain places. Yeah. 
I say that to say, like, not that I wear nothing when I go out, because I don't. I always wear clothes, and I always look, like, you know, cute mm-hmm. for the most part. But I know if I'm going to a, a club or something, like, wear a dress, mm-hmm. you know? I have long legs, so it looks better in a dress than it does in pants, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like pretty privilege is true. You and get I a drink, you get free like, drinks. Like, let me tell you how I use pretty privilege, you get free right? stuff exactly all the time. Exactly that, exactly that. Like, free if I food. go out to, like, a club or a bar, like, in my head, I'm automatically like, well, I'm not paying for the whole night. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't even got to set my budget mad high because... Is that bad? I mean, the three, I look at it this way. If I'm not using it to hurt anybody... That's true. And usually if someone's buying me a drink, they're buying everybody they're buying with the, the drink. They're buying the whole, exactly. Because you can't just buy one drink for me because I'm going to be confused. I'm going right. to pass it down. I was literally about to say, <laughs> I have, and if you're not going to buy it openly, I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass it down. Pass it so down. really I do it for the team. <laughs> <laughs> I really do it so we all have a good time. But, but is there like, I don't really think anybody is ugly. So not that. Right. I don't think anyone... There's something beautiful in any everyone exactly. to someone. Exactly. So I don't really... I have never met anybody like, oh my God, you're ugly. So I can't talk to you. Not yeah. like that. No, not like that. And it's not only like your face either. Because if you have an ugly personality or an ugly vibe, like people could feel that right away. Yeah. Like, cute story. I'll tell you guys really quickly. So me and Tiffany, one of my friends, we were at a bar, which is a new bar that opened in like lower Manhattan. It's called Esther's and Carol's. It's super cute. It's like a twist on like soul food and like, like just everything. It's really good. Mm -hmm. And damn. Okay. So, and we're sitting at the bar and we're waiting for a table because they're at all their reservations were booked for like the next week. So we finally get a table because one of my aunts was there and she like talked to a guy to get us a table. And like a guy went to sit at the table next to us, but I guess they told him, like, oh, you can't sit here because we're booked up for the night. So Tiff, like, tells him, like, oh, you could just sit with us. So he sits with us. Like, we're doing small talk. He looks like a regular guy wearing a hoodie and some jeans. He only ordered, like, two sides. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm ordering a full <laughs> meal. You're about, to, you're about to see me eat. And we're all just, like, eating and talking. And then, like, so we're like, oh, so, like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I work in um, New Jersey and whatever, whatever. So, boom, the check comes through conversation at the end. Like, he pays for the whole bill. Like, he follows us on Instagram everything. Turns out he's a football player for, like, the New York Giants. Like, and we had no idea. Wow. Like, no idea the entire time. And then, like, we're, like, Instagram friends. And then we're, like, this man is a fucking football player. Like, <laughs> right. But that just goes to show, like, you know, you never know who somebody really is. Yeah. Like, the most rich people are wearing regular clothes. Super regular. So how you treat somebody really can determine, you know, your vibe. Like he could have felt the vibe and been like, oh, I don't feel welcomed or something like that. Or like, yeah, or he couldn't, he wasn't able to eat and he would have went home and been like, you know, disappointed or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So just like reaching out and just being like, not to say y'all need to tell everybody to come sit with y'all because you don't, because sometimes you just want to eat and, you know, not be bothered. But, you know, being nice to random people has its perks because that meal was free 99. And I went home with my home, <laughs> with all my dollars, and I was very happy. But I'm sure pretty privilege played a role in that. Definitely, yeah. and that's also to say that too. Like, how you? I mean, how are you gonna go outside? Think about that. My mom always used to tell me, "How do you want people to look at you? You know, when they first see, do you want them to take you serious, 
Or do you want to be taken like a, a clown if you come out dressed crazy or, you know, like how you, what you wear and how you represent yourself is important. And I think it's important to me because my style is like, like I spend hours trying to think of like an outfit. Like I literally like doodle different colors and visions of things that I want to wear. So when I put a piece together, like it's important for me. Like, not even to get compliments, and it's important for me because I know when I take a picture and I post that shit, it's going to look right. Yeah. Like, it's going to look cute. Right. But outside of what people wear, I think we have to understand, too, that, like, there we all have, like, a certain aesthetic, right, that we identify with. So, like, when I say what, what pretty is to me may not be what pretty is to Shanice, may not be what pretty is to right, whomever else. But, like, I saw this post on Instagram about, it's like, ugh, some feminist Instagram account. And it was saying, like, not all women have to be pretty and that's okay. And, like, a piece of me was, like, first I was, like, well, what are you trying to say? Like, some people are ugly and that's why. <laughs> you know I'm saying? That's, how, that's how it came off to right. me. But, I'm like, then in my, like, immediately I'm, like, well, who are you to say someone's who, ugly who gets to be ugly but then there are people who self-identify that way apparently i saw on this feminist instagram account they identify as ugly like like saying they're not pretty or something like that and not in a oh like, not up. in a what was me way though that was like what blew me it wasn't like oh yeah I people should be different because I'm, like i'm not cute they're like no i'm not cute not i'm fine with that you know right I don't know. Either way, pretty privilege is real. And if you use it to your advantage, great. But don't use it to harm other people, to hurt other people's feelings. No, definitely not. It's not cool. But use pretty privilege and, you know, get all you can out of it, sis. Okay. Or for the low. Because I'm going to tell you, it cost me $70 to get a oil change in my car because it is not an American car. And even though it's old, it still is expensive to get a fucking oil change and it cost me seventy dollars and the last time I got my oil change it cost me forty. So I took that No seriously you get discounts and all that. Mm-hmm. So let's just, you know, everyone's pretty, so just, you know, use your privilege to your best of your ability. You know, get something for the team. Make sure it works out for everybody. Right. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um yeah. Anything lasting on privilege? If you're privileged Use your privilege to help everybody. Any type of privilege. Mm-hmm. White privilege, pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. Gender privilege. Gender. Relationship privilege. That's you know? <laughs> if you know you got a good relationship and you got good tips, share it with oh, us. Oh, oh. Or if you got cousins or brothers. Right. Come on. Pass them to your friends. The cousins of their brother, not your, not your man. <laughs> <laughs> no, not your man. Not, not yours. But yeah, just be conscious. Yeah. Um, how do you take care of yourself, sis? So instead of putting how I take care of myself, I put Ooh, how I take care up. of my mom Ooh, for up. Mother's Heard Day. You. I did a fruit basket in the morning. We were supposed to get a massage, but if you lived on the East Coast or New York, New Jersey, it was a monsoon on Sunday night, like raining nonstop. So we didn't go out, but um, we ordered IHOP. Mm-hmm. And then I got her card and some flowers. And then for dinner, we had oxtails with rice and peas, mm. courtesy of my dad. So you didn't bring it. <laughs> You're right. I actually forgot to bring Jordy a because plate. Because I ate chicken on Sunday. You had a piece of chicken. I had like eight chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I had eight chickens. <laughs> but yeah, I'm broke. And my mom's going to Italy on Thursday. So I'm going to try to get her some euros to take with her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 
oh, I'm going to switch mine up. I'm going to do what I did for my mom, too. Do it. Um, because I wasn't home, as in, in Ohio, for Mother's Day. I had to link up with my brother to get her Mother's Day stuff. Um, so my mom had been saying she wanted sneakers from, from my brother. So we linked up and he, um, got her some of those. And my mom's been really into like smoothies and smoothie bowls. So she mentioned wanting a ninja blender. So I got her a ninja blender. Um, and I guess the best part of this was like, even though I was all the way in Jersey, my brother's in Ohio. She loved that. Like me and my brother worked together to do something nice for her. She actually called me when I was in Trader Joe's crying on the phone. So I was in the middle of Trader Joe's like, you're welcome. <laughs> like tearing up and stuff. Right. Because so, she was just like, I don't know. It just made her day. And it made me happy that we could do little stuff like that to like make her happy. Oh, and we got her a necklace. Mother's Day is so cute. Yeah. I could hold off on having kids. But when they are old enough to buy me stuff, I can't wait. I know. It's so sad because like I want to give my mom like. A lot, yeah. But I could afford like maybe a candle and a rose, like one rose. It, girl, uh, listen. But, I, she, but as soon as I get it, ooh, she got it. She got it. She got it. She, got she deserves it. it. And fresh face for today. So guys, I'm having like a serious problem. A pimple. Y'all, has she parked. has one pimple. She hasn't a had pimple in years. <clears throat> she had one. has parked <laughs> on my face, like on my face. Like it's to the point, like. I can't even go outside without makeup. Wow, please, someone please get her off. Somebody the help me. Help me. Okay. No, I've done, let I me, can give you something if you want to try it. Let me tell y'all what I've done and you tell me what I need to do because I did the Aztec clay mask. I've been doing the aloe to like try because it, it got dark. Like it 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 brought its it's like aura <laughs> and just like cemented itself on my face. I hate you. I Pretty need privilege help. at work. <laughs> Pretty privilege. I need help. So, I think I'm allergic to juicing. I'm allergic to something in the juices I was drinking. Or it could be that you're when you're juicing, you're not intaking a lot. You know when people detox? You don't drink water. No, no, no. When people detox, it like pulls the toxins out of you. So, it comes out your pores. It, it like no, no, no. flows to your lymphatic system to like release itself. When people detox, yeah, they'll, but- they'll literally, like their face will break out. They get hives or something because their body's in shock. It's not, like it has, your hormones have to rebalance. So you're putting all these like this good stuff in your body that's not being supplemented by yeah a bunch of bad anymore. stuff. But the thing is, it could be it drawing itself to the surface, and once it's out, it's out. Who got time? Somebody should have told me that before. I would have did it in the winter time when I wasn't going <laughs> nowhere. Like, like now I have to be outside, and I used to like not wearing makeup and just you know hanging out and coloring in like the the tails of my eyebrows. That was fun. And now I literally have to put on makeup because I'm like she doesn't, y'all. I'm. A, I'm. A I show literally y'all. ask her where she gives coming from because she got makeup on on a Monday. That, that's why you <laughs> asked me this fast. See, I couldn't even go to the mall without it because I was like looking at it and I'm like this thing. I feel like people look at it y'all, when they talk to nothing. me. I swear you can't even see it. I'm gonna show y'all tomorrow. But anyways, drop some skincare tips for me. I know I'm like the skincare person, but this one, this one's different. <laughs> this one is different. Um, coming up, some things to remember. Summer Friday starts June 8th. June 8th. Woo-hoo. It's going to be a party. Um. Oh, do we want to announce our n- new teammate? Oh, yeah. Should we do them together or one at a time? Um, 
the next one won't be till next week. We can do this one now. Okay, so go ahead. So we want to announce our new intern. Her name is Jade. And wow. Yes. So she'll be posting on our social, and we'll put up a little post about her. We're so excited. Sometime this Welcome, week, Jade. We're so excited to be building our team. If you're interested in joining the Goddess Culture team. No, we're full. Oh, Shanice says we're full. Sorry. We're full. Sorry. But next, um, next you week know, we'll have another announcement. We're paying our interns now, so... <laughs> This one's a little different, so we're going to stop at two, <laughs> and we're just going to, you know, see how this goes, because we got to invest in ourselves. Yeah, we talk about true. it all the time. We're like, it is so hard to do everything we do by ourselves, mm-hmm. and the only way we can see fit is to grow our team, and for people to take it seriously, we got to pay them. So, yeah, we're going to stop at two. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we got some summer gear coming. Okay, I don't want to drop too much, but okay, we're in the lab again. We're back to selling. We definitely took a major hiatus and partly, well, mostly my fault because no, I mean, I'm in difficult. charge of production. But not only that, I mean, it's hot. Like, like she said, it's when we do everything that we do. I mean, you're in school. We work right work all day then we come here like it's hard to balance a whole bunch of stuff it is and we still produce this podcast i mean we don't just come talk off the side of our necks every day we do so yeah it is a lot and but we're back because we got to make some money because we're paying (laughs) the interns now yeah now that you know we got to figure out how we gonna make this work um um but besides that we do have some men's clothing coming too Some, some guys, guys definitely have been DM'd the, me. Yes, they have been. And I know they're waiting. So this summer, insert nice for what? <laughs> Gotta be nice for what? I'm gonna insert that song right there. But um, our getaways in three months. Our getaway. Oh my! Can I tell y'all? I'm this so is excited. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. This so is. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm going on a work trip. Like that's what it feels like to me but for a while. I'm gonna trip. figure out how to make Shanice relax because we I have this problem. Have her uptight. I'm like for five days. You know what's while it's crazy? To be relaxing. I'm like psycho when it comes to like no, stuff. No, she really is. If y'all were at our picnic, oh my gosh, I get so like into it. She's like a freaking sociopath. Like I, I was even. Our budget for our picnic was like five hundred dollars. I think we spent like fifteen hundred. We spent so much money, and and purposely like. Like my fault because I was just buying things. No, I mean it, for no it came time time to like get stuff. We just had to get it. I mean yeah. like all that stuff at um the craft stores. Yeah, at Michaels and all that. At things. Michaels and at what's the other one? AC we bought Mall. rugs. Buying rugs that we didn't oh, even We use. bought so much stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. But we're ready for the second one. So wait till our picnic. We're still trying to figure out the date because with all the stuff that's happening this summer, everything's moving so fast. Yeah, but, but we, we wanted to be before Shanice leaves. And no, we're gonna get. These, I do got my she plan her today, so, today so we're gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, that's a wrap. Yeah. Episode thirty-seven.